I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Six here, Alex Pearson with you on this Tuesday. Great to have you. Busy, busy time on the show, but of course it is Tuesdays. We bring in Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Blacklocks Reporter. What? Where's Tom? Hi, Alex. Oh, there he is. I was like, what? <laughs> I never don't have Tom. There you are. I was I was here the whole time. Perfect. All right. Good to have you. A um, lot going on. Um, any thoughts about, uh, what's your takeaway? What are you watching in Ottawa on the Israeli stuff? Well, it puts everyone in a tight spot, but it is also speaks to a degree of consequences for not getting the job done. Uh, what I mean by that is, uh, they're on break right now. Yeah. Yeah. And there was an outbreak of foreign affairs. Now, I would think the Commons Foreign Affairs Committee and the Senate Foreign Affairs Committee, which is run by a former senior executive of the Foreign Affairs Department, would maybe want to get back to work and find out what's happening, let alone whether this affects Canadians on the ground and how it affects everybody who's, you know, on this planet. I would think that would be a subject of keen interest. Don't you think so? Well, and, I think when you pass the gravy, you say, should we go to the office today? Like, I, I had family stuck there. We got them out. Like, when, the people I'm talking, no one's waiting for the Canadian government. They all saw Afghan. Like, no one's waiting for Canada because they can't get through. I've talked to several people. I had Anthony Housefather on yesterday. He's insistent, insistent that the embassy's open. And, and, and what we're getting, and I've had it from more than, I'd say, half a dozen people, you know, that they cannot, they can get an email, but they can't get through to get information. What do we, so they're just being told shelter in place, which, you know, I, it's not well, great. Well, they didn't say that to people who were on cruise ships when the World Health Organization declared a global pandemic. Mm. Why do they have to keep reinventing the wheel at the Department of Foreign Affairs? I ask that legitimately. I'm not trying to be snide or uh, hypercritical. It's your job. This is your job at the Department of Foreign Affairs. And and why is that so difficult for them? You would think they would have an entire mechanism in place to say as soon as the minute. Well, after Afghanistan, you would think that they had like a, like Honestly. never again. But but I, I the conversations I'm waiting for, like, are they teaming up with other countries to get people out? I know America's looking at sending ships uh, to get people out. There's, it's, there's not a small amount of Canadians there, right? And we don't have any planes or ships. <laughs> Which is why I we should talk to our Americans. Like, can we borrow that? Honestly, I don't. I, th- there are moments where there, this town, everyone knows, mm. it, administration tends to be mediocre and expensive. But, you know, how complicated can this one be? I don't understand. I, I'm legitimately baffled. And I, you know that there's going to be an explanation. It's going to take about 10 days. And it was unbelievably complicated, Alex. We couldn't get the plane because so-and-so wasn't. And we had to get it. Of carbon. And it was yeah. carbon. And, and it had to be signed in triplicate. Come on. Yeah. 
Nonetheless, at least uh, you saw the CBC, they got their old guide out. And everyone's so surprised that they, they have a guide that tells people, don't call them terrorists. You must call them fighters or soldiers or this. And I'm like, everyone's like, what? And I'm like, this is not new. They've always had this. And I'm like, but again, words matter. Even the prime minister caught it right. Even he's calling yeah, them terrorists. No, they're on a list. Yeah. They're, they're actually listed. Parliament listed them. If you don't like the list, argue with Parliament. I don't think we have to keep arguing about that. I understand that this is in a very uh, uncomfortable spot for some people, and it involves some moral clarity. That's not really a, a point of discomfort. That's too bad, because here we are. Somebody started it, and somebody's suffering. And Hamas is listed as a terrorist organization. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we are we're learning a lot, I think, about who we know and how they think. Um, you talk about a federal charity called uh, which called Israel sadistic and barbaric uh, after the terror attacks, um, you know, and this is the director of Canadians for Justice and Peace in the Middle East, and it includes, I guess, one former MP and a, firm, a current government of Canada manager that uh, charities may not support one or another political uh, faction or prolong violence. Is this a Latham Maroof uh, run? What is this? Uh, this is the this a key phrase, uh, yeah. by the way, the MP is uh, Libby Davies. Everyone remembers Libby Davies. She was a real character. New Democrat from Vancouver East. The key phrase is federally registered charity, not a private charity. And if you are a federally registered charity, it's extremely prescriptive what you can say and not say for obvious reasons, because you are in business thanks to the largesse of the taxpayers of Canada, some of whom are Jews. And they have rights, too. And they don't have to subsidize people who want to say filthy things on Twitter. You want to shoot your mouth off on Twitter, go ahead. But have a bake sale at the mall next time you want to raise funds. But you can't do it as a federally regulated charity. And the Canada Revenue Agency, their guide is very prescriptive. If you are operating in an area where there is violence or terrorism, it is absolutely prescriptive, uh, Alex. You cannot take sides. You must uh, stick to the cold facts. And in my opinion, just my two cents, Canadians for justice and peace in the Middle East come awfully close to the line on... uh, based on their social media comments over the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, well, it's interesting. And I don't know if it's that people don't pick up on the language. You know, Pablo Rodriguez still to this day claimed he didn't know about Leith Maru. And it's like, is it that you don't know? Or like, do you not understand the overt hate? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is that they don't see it or choose not to investigate it. We just had, you know, we had Thanksgiving, which is an observance of humility and grace. If we want to be really generous, in the words of the old federal judge, never ascribe to malice that which is merely incompetent. It's entirely possible that there's just a lot of people who really don't understand Mm -hmm. and uh, are easily confused. And sometimes the cool kids gather in a certain political camp. And then that becomes something to parrot. It, 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 let's be frank. If it's Minister Rodriguez, I mean, you have to go with incompetence, right? This is not a guy who's made a study course of, you know, the history of Zionism and its conflict with the Arab world. Yeah. It's the group that go from the che, che, che Guevara T-shirts to the Hamas supporting. Albeit, I did laugh when, when Mr. Housefather said, uh, look, Pablo Rodriguez, the minister, has told me they are, the planes are going, or they're, or they're grounded and they'll go when it's, when it's safe. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that. I'm not, if it's Pablo Rodriguez, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sticking around. I'll, I'll get out on my own. Not an A-teamer.
<laughs> well, yeah, no. Uh, meanwhile, I've got to get this update on the Canadian Human Rights Commission. This is a really, really interesting story. Um, they have to be told to stop mistreating black employees. And, and again, maybe get rid of the entire management team that are all yeah, white. But, oh, no, no one gets fired. It's, oh, but it's, they do have some black executives, they said. We do have some. Yeah, not in their staff photo. <laughs> um, you, you, this is a submission to the Senate Human Rights Committee, which makes them very nervous. This is the sort of thing you have to say twice, but because it's so bizarre, but it happened. The Canadian Human Rights Commission was censured by the Treasury Board for mistreating black employees in breach of the anti-discrimination clauses of their own contracts. They're not making it up. Union executives have said, fire them, fire them all. And the only parliamentary committee that's looked at this is the Senate Human Rights Committee, which is about to issue a report. It will not be flattering to the Canadian Human Rights Commission. And so you see now the Human Rights Commission saying in a submission to senators, this is unbelievable language. They are now on an anti-racism journey, and it continues. No one's perfect, Alex. So just because it's their job not to discriminate against black people doesn't mean they're not on a journey of anti-racism. It's almost, it almost beggars belief. It's like they're in charge of the rescue flights from Tel Aviv. Mm. That's Ottawa. Yeah, nothing changes. And so at this very pivotal moment in uh, history of who knows what's going to happen, not feeling so. Not feeling so confident, Tom. Not feeling so confident. Oh no! Never say that. No, it's always a brighter day tomorrow. I just had this conversation with somebody. Mm. Yeah, no, you must be an optimist. I don't say that as a starry-eyed person. I don't think I am. I think my feet are on the ground. It's always a better day tomorrow. It has been for many years. It's always. It always gets better. Sometimes it just doesn't seem like it right <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, it's just not right now that we're feeling that. All right, Tom, uh, busy times. Very much appreciate it. We'll chat again Thursday. Thanks, Alex. Tom Korski uh, joining us here today.